Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Today's episode is sponsored by one of our amazing Patronuses, Amanda. Woo! Hi, Amanda. Amanda. She's so generous, and we love her. And we're going to start thanking our amazing Patronuses in the episodes because they deserve it. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you have anything else you want to say to Amanda that she, besides that she's awesome? Oh, Mandy. Well, you came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away, oh, man. Will you kiss me and stop me from shaking? And I need you today, oh, Mandy. But I sent you away, oh. We would never send Amanda away, though. No, we wouldn't. And I I hope she doesn't take offense to that, because sometimes Amanda's are not Mandy's. But everyone loves Barry Manilow. So the song is, he had this great gal and he gave her up, right? Yeah. He's, this is, he regrets it. He, this yeah, is a song his, of regret. I see. Yes. yes. That's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. And did you know that there's an entire store dedicated to Barry Manilow in Las Vegas? <gasps> in the hotel where he performs, there is a Barry Manilow shop. And it's like sequined blazers and things and scarves. If you basically just want to be a super fancy man, you can go to the Barry Manilow store and get you some swag. Everyone should go back and watch the original Will and Grace episode where they discover they are all secret fanalows. And (laughs) it's called a fanalow. It's called a fanalow. At least it was on the Will and Grace episode. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, thank you, Mandy. We love you. I thank mean, you, Amanda. Man. So sorry. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda, who is mad dabbers on most of social media, and she's amazing. Also, there is another great song called Amanda that I just thought of. So I will insert that here. <laughs> There we go. That's much better. Okay. This episode is called The Motive. It aired on March 22nd, 2019. Season 27, episode 25. We're making a lot of progress. 25. It's yeah. a lot. 27 seasons. And they all That's look like fresh little babes. Yeah, they really do. Well, they weren't all on it from the beginning. I think this must be counting the dateline with Chris Hansen to catch a predator. Was that called Dateline? Was it Dateline yes. colon to catch a predator? And like my Jane Polly signed Dateline hat that Lynn gave me. Uh-huh. I think that counts too. Like it's all of that. It must be. Our murderous Dateline, I think, started in the 90s or the 2000s, maybe. Okay. Okay. This episode is hosted by Keith. He's been gone. People he wondered has. where he was. He's making a lot of jokes on Twitter that he was tied up in someone's basement. He is? With, noth- with nothing to eat but his own shoes. In Kentucky? Because he's think- in Kentucky in this episode. How long yeah. did he spend in Kentucky? I don't know, because he's people, every time someone writes like, where is Keith? He'll be like, I'm being held somewhere. I will be back eventually. <laughs> like, he's been very wow. mysterious about it. Yeah. Oh, I hope he's okay. No, now he's back. He's great. Okay. Okay. That's really so, funny that he's doing that. Yeah, he's very funny. So her heart was on fire. That's how we start this episode. which. Ouch, that's like acid reflux. That hurts. I have acid reflux. It's painful. And then it made me think about Dennis, who said her heart bubbled like 
ginger ale had filled her soul or something, which sounds yeah. more pleasant to me. I don't know. Being on fire. I think it's much more like Alicia Keys. That girl, girl is, is on, on fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. Her, her heart is on fire. They, okay, this is Keith's opening. It's one of the longest intros I've ever heard. But it's really, really good. Yeah. Do you okay. want, I feel like you should read it because you do a better no, job. I don't it. have it. I didn't, I didn't, I knew you would get it. So I was like, eh, no, go ahead. Okay. They were in the deep end now. And like lovers in the flush of new commitment sometimes do, they confess their sins of the abandoned past. The worst things they'd ever done. Words. Just words. Best forgotten until they could no longer be ignored. Well done, Keith. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's mean, pretty good. It's... I if I try not to analyze it too much because then it's, I get upset. It sets the scene. It really does. I don't really like the word flush involved in romance. Oh. And I don't love abandoned past and th- things that are forgotten until they can no longer be ignored because they are actively admitting them. So they're not trying to ignore them. It made me it made my head hurt a little, but right. it was beautiful. I think you need to lighten up. I think I do too. I think you need to get more emotionally. Yeah. Like feel it. Yeah. You're thinking about it too much. You're I'm, over. You're yeah. classic. I'm a overthinker. classic overthinker, like Kevin go. from The Office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this takes us Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It was at a college party. The guys who played football for the University of Kentucky, the Wildcats. I was super confused about that because I've seen the movie Speed like 27 times, mm-hmm. and it's the Arizona Wildcats. And I didn't think it could be both. Like, why would they have two? Well, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> why would they? How does that? How can it you be can both? have you can have multiple? In the I mean, same... there's not enough mascots to go around because people are going to start getting stupid with it. Well, that's why we have the Santa Barbara banana slugs. So Trent DeGero was a walk-on on the University of Kentucky football team, and I learned what a walk-on was. That's pretty I cool. I, I didn't did not know. know. I didn't know either. That was neat. It's very sad that I have lived with my brother and my dad, who are so obsessed with football. That's all they talk about. And it was Dateline that taught me what a walk-on was. No, but are they a pro? Are they? Do they watch college? They watch football? everything. They do fantasy for everything. They have their big fantasy draft this weekend with the giant board. Wow. And they have the huge board. It takes up like the whole room and all the guys come over and my mom calls me. Oh, that's why she just called me. <laughs> that's funny. She, That's why I know why she just called me. I haven't listened to the message yet. She calls me and then she goes to the movies by herself because wow. that this is the big draft weekend. Yeah, that's funny. But, uh, but I don't think you would be able to know what a walk on was just because they were fans. It's a because they're not going to talk to you about the players like, oh, so and so number 87. He's a walk on. No, that's gonna I just, fly. That's going to fly right out of your head. When they're talking to each other, I tend to zone right. it out. Yeah, Correct. You're never going to know that. Yeah. yeah. So Trent was a, okay, this was nuts. This one photo and sentence is a, is a bingo gold. Mm-hmm. He was a gentle giant and a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if both are on the bingo cards. At least one of them is. At one mm-hmm. point, both of them were. And there's a doggy in the picture that he's holding. So mm-hmm. you're you're doing good. 
So Trent was a great guy. His friends loved him. His dad loves him. His dad is very sweet. We get interviewed with his friends and his dad. Yeah. It was his 21st birthday party. The party was just fun and drinking and fun. And then the party kind of died down. And Trent was sitting on a chair in the front porch out in the dark. And, and we should he, say they live in a house with a bunch of dudes. But it's not called a frat house. It's, it's just, not. It was they, more they like rent a house. college dorm. Like, but it was like a college apartment type rental. Yeah. And they're juniors. He's a They are junior. going to be seniors. Okay, yeah. Okay. It was right before their senior year. Mm. And Trent is sitting on the porch in the dark. And all of a sudden, the people that were inside the house heard something loud, a bang. And they go outside and Trent is on the floor dead and he's bleeding. It appears that he's been shot out of nowhere. So then we meet the detective. He comes. People thought the detective looked a lot like Mank, like a cousin of Mank. Don Evans? The uh, detective Don? Yes. The one we meet the whole time? The whole time. And they even did a side-by-side, and I actually think it does look like they could be cousins. He's definitely a less debonair mank, He's a Kentucky mank. Kentucky mank. Kentucky mank. But I actually could see, like, facial structures being similar. Interesting. All right. I did not see that at all. I'll show you the side-by-side. I didn't notice it, but, like, four people said it on Twitter, and one of them did a side-by-side. So it seemed to be a common theme. Got it. Police, I just go by Twitter. Whatever Twitter says, I go, that's correct. Uh, (laughs) You're a sheep. I know. Police interview everyone at the party, but no one saw anything. It was a rifle, so it was someone from far away. I am learning so much in this episode. I guess I kind of knew that, but I didn't really think about it. Wait, but how did they figure out it was a... They figure out it was a rifle. Why? Well, first they thought it was in the alley. Someone just snuck up from this on the side of the house and shot him. Right, right, right. And then they figured... They they found um, shell they casings to- in his... like. They never found shell casings on the scene, but they found in his parts autopsy. of them in his yeah. autopsy. Okay. And they were from bullets that would go to, they're rare kind of bullets, chunk, like pieces of them had broken off and they were from a rifle. And and there are people, sorry, one more thing. The, something I was a little confused about. There were people on the porch with him, correct? I don't believe so. I kind of think he was sitting by himself and his one friend was inside sleeping. And then there were other guys hanging around. I kind of thought he was by himself, but I could be wrong. But that's because that makes a big difference to me that like later on. So that's Mm. why I was a little confused because we only get we get the story of like the shooting from his friend. I think his name is Antonio. That's the friend that's interviewed the whole time. Well, that's not a frat name. I don't like that at all. That's why I was confused when you said the frat name. His name should be Chadwick. Like Antonio. Chadwick. What do you think? (gasps) He made it seem like. He was asleep, Troy. heard a His bang. Name should be Troy. Troy. So he was asleep, heard a bang, and then he heard like a kerfuffle outside. So I think there were like he heard chairs knocking and whatever. Like, I, so my question is, was he just hanging out outside talking to people? I kind of assumed he was just outside drinking and smoking or something, and everyone else by had himself. Gone to bed. Because this yeah. makes it like a sniper situation if there are people around him outside. I think regardless, it makes it a sniper situation, don't you? I mean, it was. Well, okay. I'll I'll tell you why this is important to me after you get to it. You're coming to it right now, I think. Oh, I see. Um, so there's a neighbor who heard a noise right outside her window. And she lives across the street and down a little. Mm-hmm. It's almost like catty corner. Do you say catty corner? Mm-hmm. 
catty corners, I think, a regional phrase. I just learned. So some people oh. say other things. On but the diagonal? Is that what On they the say? diagonal, yes. They, no one says that, though. It's a bias cut house. It's a bias cut house. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Are you thinking of the stakes from 90 Day Fiance? Uh, no, I just Cut it thinking, on the bias? Uh, no, I was thinking more of clothing. It's like a very bougie way to say it. The house was on the bias cut. If anyone says that, that's not right. Oh my God. Like an asymmetrical hem? Yeah. Oh. The house was on an asymmetrical hemline directionally <laughs> to the home. That's horrible. You'd get you'd get punched in the face if oh, you, you said totally that. Would. Like yeah. immediately by someone. It would yeah. just be like smack. They just walk by, smack, and yeah. they just keep no, walking. They just keep walking. Stop. Yeah. So then they do this. I, I'm going to bring this in here, even though it's B-roll bonanza. They have a sniper from the police department mm, mm-hmm. reenact the crime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he is laying down in the brush across yes. the street. It is full on grassy knoll JFK. Yeah. The shooter, like, back and to the left. Say that again. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Back and to the left. Mm-hmm. That is one magic loogie who watched Seinfeld. It is, so he's laying there doing his thing, and then someone else from the police department is sitting in a chair on the porch yeah. having to sit there like, they know they're about to be fake shot and it may it's like the worst stand-in job ever. It is it maybe I couldn't do it. I'd be so nervous. Even though I know the sniper has an empty rifle probably and he's of trained. Of course he has an empty rifle. I would be still be it would make me so nervous or I'd feel like I was tempting fate or something. Like it makes even when they do those reenactments on Cold Justice, they do it really reenact they do it so dramatically. Like Kelly in or Kelly Siegler is like, um, Hey, push me down on the floor. And so one of the detectives like push and she's like, hey, choke me. And then they do it. They like rewind and they freeze the shot and make it go like black and white. They make it Mm. really dramatic when they're acting out how the crime actually take place. And it makes me nervous. No, I get it. I think it's well. And I think it's weird that they actually didn't put a dummy there and use bullets like block off the street oh. and have like a shooter try it to make sure because that seems like it would be the most effective thing in court, right? Would to not just check to see if the scope would be able to do it, but... It's a great point. And it brings me to the next point, which is that the street is totally not blocked off. No, it's And there not. are cars driving by. No, there's like... People. A guy jogging and someone like power walking. <laughs> like, imagine... If you are power walking on a residential street in the middle of the day, and as you're walking, your dog or whatever, you see a sniper laying down in the bushes yeah, with a great. rifle, and you freak out, and he says, oh, no, it's it's fine. It's just a reenactment of a murder. And you're like, oh, okay, nice day for it. Okay, bye. This is 1994. I think they didn't, they're not. You think people were just cool with that? I don't. I don't know how people are in Kentucky. It's cool. Kentucky cool? I don't know. I got nothing. I Kentucky cool. It seems like they should. It seems like they should have blocked it off. It really does. Because no one. Yeah. It, why is no one freaking out? It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> so the football team is all scared that someone was out to get them. They thought maybe someone was going to start picking them off one by one. That's the problem. You didn't like that. I didn't like that because if there were people on the porch with him and he was the only one shot. Right. Why would it would be very clear to me that he wasn't picking off people on the porch. This was not I a see. scenario where it's a serial killer 
that's mowing down a group of people outside on a porch.、Mm-hmm. He is aiming at one person. So if there are other players and other things scattered on the porch with him, which is that's how it sounded to me, like there were people on the porch with him, and he was the only one shot. That's why I was like, why would you be scared? Why would you be scared for your life if he was the only one targeted on the porch? Right. I see what you're saying. Do you think if he was the only one, then it makes it reasonable that they were scared? No, it makes it in- unreasonable. If he was the only one. If he was the oh, if he was the only one on the porch. More so, yes, more so than than you'd be Now, nervous. Now think about the fact that they are the football team. Now, if you were like, I don't, I'm not trying to be classist or something, but if you were in the AV club or something、mm-hmm. and a member was killed, you probably wouldn't immediately go. Someone is targeting the AV club, but the football team, they are like celebrities on campus. They are literally the highest ranking of popularity、Correct. and. And visibility, people root for them. They bet on them. Grown men like bet fantasy leagues of like them, so they're treated like. So then I could kind of see why you might think it was associated more with the football team. Maybe after the second. Yeah, you would wait. Maybe the if there was a second shooting, then I would be very worried. But I don't think. But I think maybe they were just worried because they had no idea why. Right. So they were grasping at straws because that, like, he was the nicest guy. No one yeah, had a, an emotive against him. Oh my gosh, they're going for the football team. There's a sniper who's trying、yeah. to pick off. It's like a rival team, whoever their rival is, Notre Dame, whoever. You、yeah. know, I don't know, but okay, okay. I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? I just was kind of like, really, you were, yeah. But all right. Well, if、ahead. anyone wants to go back and watch the episode and clarify if there were people on the on the porch or not, yeah, we're not sure. Yeah. So five years pass. And the Mankey lookalike still has no leads, and no one else has been killed. But then a woman saw an article about the five-year anniversary of the murder, where Trent's dad is saying someone out there knows something, and she knows that she does know something. So she calls. Bum, bum, bum. An,、uh, I know. <laughs> so she calls an attorney, Tom Bullock. He is Sandra Bullock's sister, I believe, and the second cousin of Jim J. Bullock. Is it Bullock? Monroe. <laughs> I thought Monroe? they were saying. I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm sorry. Too close for comfort. It was from the '80s, and it,、no. they talked about it a lot on I Love the '80s because there was、oh. a very special episode where Jim J, where Monroe got、um, sexually assaulted by two women. Oh God! And it was groundbreaking at the time. Wow. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Yeah, it's it was it was a funny show. I I don't remember if I actually watched it or if I only watched the I love the eighties talking about it.、It's、That's one of those probably kind of correct. Yeah. Monroe. Wait, sorry, it was groundbreaking, but it was also funny that he got sexually assaulted. Was it a serious episode? It was、understand. a very special episode, like when Alex、yes. P. Keaton got addicted to、um, caffeine or something. Yes. But it, but normally it was a funny sitcom. Okay. Yeah. So the. Yeah, his name is Tom Bullock. I think. Well, I thought they were saying Bullet. <laughs> I thought his name was Tom Bullet, and I was like, "Well, you should be a detective." I, if、you、his name was Tom Bullet, I would immediately think he had changed his name to Bullet. I don't think he was born a Bullet. I think he became a detective and then changed his name to Bullet. Okay. Like it's a、Alicia、wise choice, Keys, though. I don't think that's her real last name. Okay. I think she changed it because the piano. You know, it's like going. My name's Johnny Danger. Join the police force immediately. 
this woman knew about the murder, mm-hmm. but she was terrified. She wanted to be anonymous. So she was in a bar a year after Trent was murdered. She's been dating this guy. They kind of were like they were falling in love, but then they kind of made it seem. I thought it was their first date. It's very confused. No, they were falling. Yeah, I see what you're saying. The way they phrased it was very confusing because they were like, you know, on your first date, you ask someone, what's the worst thing you've ever done? But then they were like, they were in the throes of falling in love and they'd known each other for a little bit. I think they were in the throes of falling in love. Like maybe it was their second or third date and they were just having these long dates that were hours long forever. And they had dinner and they wound up at the bar down the street. And it was a, yeah, very much like a lover's flushed situation. Okay. Here. Yeah. So they decide to, they're drinking, of course, mm-hmm. and they decide to tell each other the worst thing that they had ever done, as you do. It's like that show Baggage. Hmm. Have you seen that show Baggage? No. It's three oh, contestants yeah, right. and they have to reveal in different rounds their lowest baggage to their biggest baggage. And they open up a suitcase and they say what their worst baggage is. Uh-huh. And then, and then the girl has to pick one of the three guys. And then at the end, she reveals her biggest baggage. My friend, my brother's friend was on it. Was it made up? No, it was real stuff. They still tease him. It's the best thing I've ever seen. I've watched it like 10 times. I cannot watch. Because I've known this guy since my my brother and him were like in elementary school together. And he's on baggage. (laughs) That's off. Why would you go on that show? How much do you get paid to be on that show? You must get a chunk of change. He won, though. And he did go on a date with that girl. Because she got he picked her. She picked him. But she was a trash bag anyways. Really? Yeah. She's her baggage was that she was looking for a guy that would support that would pay for her. She wanted. Oh, that was her baggage. No, thanks. His, no. his one of his baggage was that he got aroused while watching baseball. Oh God, really? <laughs> yes. Well, it happens. I mean, and he's in the fantasy football league or baseball league that my parents do, that my brother does. So I told my dad he should name his team something about him being aroused because they all not, name their teams to like dig at the other person. But that's not baggage. That's like embarrassing secret. That's, that's not. That's, that's not baggage. Baggage they, is like they've played with the definition of baggage. Yeah, baggage okay, you would think okay. is like bad breakups, things in your history that haunt you. Yeah, like I had a restraining order put on me. Yeah, yeah, no. like I was called a stalker or something. That's. Do you remember in Veep when Dan and Selena, when Dan becomes her campaign manager, he does a. They have to. He's like, "What's you had to tell me everything? You gotta. We gotta have a right, close right. working relationship." And he says. He killed a dog. Jesus. And she set her ex-husband's car on fire. Like, that's baggage. (laughs) Like, that's, I love that scene. It's really good. They're both, like, really weirded out by the other ones. (laughs) Well, this is what I'm picturing this date to be, is I'm imagining this girl says, I um, used to steal lipsticks from Sephora. Exactly. And then he says, remember that football player? I am the one who murdered him. That really famous case. Do you think that was braggy? Do you well, think that that's why he did it? Because it's like, do because that case was highly publicized. Right. So it's, do you remember that? I did it. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is, I really want to dive into this. So he describes it in detail and she doesn't believe him. Mm-hmm. As most women on Dateline say, I don't believe, I didn't really believe it. Or I, mm-hmm. tu- I tuned it out. I like, remember uh, Avril, she like zoned it out completely. <laughs> she like blocked it from her memory. 
That didn't sure. I didn't buy that. Yeah, um, she didn't do that. So here's here's what I want to say. A couple things. I can honestly maybe buy that you think he's not telling the truth about this. I'm gonna be I'm being very generous with her. It happens to a lot of dateline ladies. But if he's not telling you the truth, that leads to a greater question, which is why would someone lie about this? And why would you continue to date someone who lied about murder? So the options I think are A, he's a pathological liar, in which case dump him. Mm-hmm. B, he's trying to impress you, in which case dump yourself if you're the kind of girl who is impressed by a murder story. Mm-hmm. Um, C, he like wants attention, like he has self Munchausen syndrome or something. Self Munchausen. 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 That's perfect. Trademark. Trademark so, done. Or I think D would be he's one of these guys who has a very dry sense of humor and tells these stories and then never admits that he was kidding. Like, you know, our friend Alex, um, who would do something like that? Yes. Would like this ongoing joke that, but he would never admit that it was a joke. Right. That's the only plausible one that I could think of where you would maybe continue dating the person if you were into that sort of humor. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Correct. If he's lying, why would you – they always are never seem to be bothered by the fact that he's lying about murder because they've convinced themselves that he didn't do it. So why is he saying that he did it? Yeah. And why are you staying with someone who would say that? I think he might be bragging. I think totally. But again, dump him if he's yeah, bad. Well, again, y- you have some problems, which is also the reason I'm sure she did not want to come forward, which we'll get to. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's what we would call a flawed witness. Where okay. There are yeah. lots of issues with her. Correct. Yeah. So then we meet the attorney Bullock and he's talking and he is not my favorite person. He kind of annoyed me, I have to say. He is the king of stating the very most obvious things in really dramatic voices. Like, if you told someone that you committed murder, you would remember telling someone that you committed murder. And he drags it out so long that Keith does this. Mm. Uh-huh. Right, murder. Yeah. Like, four times Keith prompts him vocally. Because he's dragging it out for so long. Yes. I I, I did not notice that at all. But it could be because someone else I know does a similar drag. Is it sometimes me? (laughs) Why do people listen to us? Because I cut it so (laughs) it's not dragged out. I'm the worst host ever. You're a great host. And I sometimes it's great and it's dramatical and I leave it. <laughs> Dramatical's not a thing. So the attorney tells the manka like that's what I'm calling him. The manka like I don't see it. I wish I saw it. I'm upset. I could text you the pic. Oh, no, I don't have the picture. I'll text oh. you. The- I'll find the picture and send it to okay. you. Okay. Okay. Shane Ragland is the guy that this girl was dating and who said mm-hmm. this story. He is the son of a rich businessman. Uh He went to college, same college as Trent, same year. Uh 
after college, he had drug charges and multiple DUIs. Mm-hmm. So I already hated him. Mm-hmm. I think one because can... you hate people that have multiple DUIs. <laughs> oh yeah, because they can kill someone. And I would venture this might be a hot take. I would venture to say <laughs> if you have DUIs, it's almost worse than murdering someone because you have a reason to specifically murder one person. But if you were drinking and driving, you could kill a child, anyone, someone you have no beef against, anyone out there in the world. Multiple people. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have multiple DUIs, you should be put in like a Thunderdome and forcibly strapped into a car while other drunk drivers try to maneuver around you and you just see how lucky you are. That sounds That's- like a Black Mirror episode. That's Kimberly Justice. It totally is the butt. Kimberly Justice? Like Judge Joe Brown? Is that you now? That's (laughs) you? This is Kimberly Justice. I do love having opinions on things. So what was Shane's motive for doing this? This is the big thing why the episode is called The Motive. Apparently, Shane was mad because three years before the murder, Trent had gotten him blackballed from a fraternity. That has to be one of the strangest, most random motives that we've heard on Dateline. It uh, honestly, like, the it has stupidest. to be. I think it has to be the jerkiest. Yeah. Because it's so petty. It is, yeah. And, like, spoiled rich kid. Mm. How dare you? Do you know who my father is? Type entitlement. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm mad. Yeah. It made me really angry that that was the thing. Yeah. I see why they called it the motive, because it's yeah. just, like, infuriating. Oh, yeah. No, Mm-mm. we hate Shane, for sure. No, thank you. No wonder, and this is no wonder why no one could think of a motive. Why, when the police interviewed all of his friends, everyone was like, everyone loves him. Because, A, it was so freaking petty. Mm-hmm. And, B, it happened three years before. You God. don't remember, like, a beef that you had when your freshman year with someone? And you no. would think that that was a cause for murder. Like, no, of course, no one thought of this guy as a mur- as a motive. So we go back, we rewind, and Shane was pledging the frat. They were hanging out in Trent's dorm, and Trent had a calendar up of sorority girls. I'm not going to say anything except that it reminded me of the Saved by the Bell when Zach makes a calendar of the girls by having Screech take secret photos of the girls at swim practice and sells the calendars and is somehow not arrested for underage pornography. My God. Yeah. How problematic was that show? And no one thought there was anything wrong with it. Oh, my God. He has Screech dress up like a girl, go underwater. He has underwater cameras taking pictures of the girls, and then he sells them in the school's gift shop. That is so nasty. But That's because nasty. Kelly gets gets um, discovered to be a model, they all forgive him. And they make what? money off the calendars. Yeah, no one's mad. Oh, and then for like one month, he didn't have a, he takes a body of one of them and he puts Belding's face on the photo. And then okay. Belding's like, this one's kind of good looking. And I'm like, A, you're a principal and you're looking at a calendar of underage girls. Oh my God. Go to your school and you're their principal. Yeah. So Shane points to the calendar and starts bragging, I had sex with that girl. And Trent hears this 
And he knows that that girl is the girlfriend of the fraternity's president. So Trent was kind of a tattletale, and he tells the president, and the president blackballs Shane. You think that's tattletaley? I think that's that's looking out for your bud and being like, that douchebag over there is making claims about your girl. You could see it that way. You 100%. could see it. Stitches get snitches. Snitches get stitches. Or they get shot three years later at their birthday party, and it's very sad. I in no I, way think it was a, it was an appropriate response. I probably would have done the same thing. No, I, I think anybody that's good and that that's your friend, you look out like for your friend. Is it like bro code? Yeah, I think it's good, decent person code. Is that you're like, hey, this guy... What I didn't understand is was claims. Here's what I don't understand. This actually is important. Is mm-hmm. was Trent already <laughs> nothing else is important. Nothing Just else. This. <laughs> is this the only important part of this podcast? Got it. After right. this, you can stop Mark listening. Yeah. So t- was Trent already in the fraternity yes. or was he pledging as well? No, I think Trent no, he was in Trent's dorm. Like I think he's in he's in the house where Trent is. No, I think Shane is younger than Trent. Trent is already in the fraternity. But it happened during Trent's freshman year. So he, I mean, you can be in a fraternity, but you're, you pledge for like the first semester, I think, or at least part of it. It happened. Are you sure it happened during Trent's freshman year or during Shane's freshman year? No, Trent's because it was three years before and he was about to be a senior. Oh, so maybe he wasn't. I, I was under the impression that he was in the fraternity because how else would he have the calendar? Like how would this freshman kid I mean, have the calendar already? These the sorority girls probably give them out or sell them, and he probably just bought one. So wait a minute, what? I don't. The reason why it matters to me is if he did it and he was a fellow pledge, it seems a little kiss uppy to the president to try yeah. to kick off this other pledge. I don't think you he's trying to kick him off. I think he's trying to be like, "Hey, I've got your back." I see what it's, that's why it matters to me because it, it the not again no way in any universe does he deserve to be killed for this but it's just it makes me think about his motivation was it more to kiss up to the president because he was new to the frat or had just was pledging the frat or was he actually well, good friends with the president and was like yo you're my bro this is what happened but don't you think even if it was like if it was to whatever, don't you think it's like this is his character? That guy's character is bad. That right. you're going in and lying about sleeping with some girl. Oh, I didn't think he was lying. Oh, I think he's, no, he's fully, like, no, he's lying. I assumed that he did sleep with her and that she was cheating. No. Oh, my God. No. That's what he's... I assumed. I always assume everyone's telling the truth. What? No, he's lying. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I misunderstood. You misunderstood. He's a liar. I'm sorry. It's nice of you that you don't think anyone's lying, but I do absolutely think that he's a lying piece of garbage. I see that now for sure. So I think it was right for him to tell, regardless. He should have told. Yeah, and I, I definitely would have done the same thing, I think. Mm-hmm. But here is the thing that also confuses me, is don't you think he could have just as easily put his revenge shooting onto the president? Because the president is the one that blackballed him. The president could have just said, oh, whatever, he's a douche. So this is where you're right, is because he probably did snitch. 
he looked at it as a snitching situation, so he held the grudge personally against Trent. Because Trent told on him, told him he said that. Right. And You're he totally felt like right. what the president did was like the honorable thing to do because or the right thing. He didn't seem to hold a grudge against the president. Or maybe the president was on his stupid list. Yeah, maybe he was going to go after more people or maybe the president had moved out of town or something. Maybe the president, well, by three graduated. years, the president was gone. He had graduated and. Yeah. So, but it, it kind of seemed odd to me that he went after Shane and not, or Trent and not the president. And not the president who had yeah. actually blackballed him. Mm, interesting. Right. Okay, good point. The police need more. They need more evidence. But the ex-girlfriend is scared. And they know that if they're publicly investigating Shane, that he'll know it was her who turned him in. Because as that attorney told us, if you tell someone you committed a murder, you're going to remember that you told someone you committed a murder. And this is how persuasive the Manka-like is. I was really impressed by this. Mm -hmm. Because when he first meets with her, she says, I won't do anything for you until he is in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And somehow he gets that, f- starts there, and through negotiations, gets her to meet with him and wear a wire. That's amazing. I mean, he's a that's a really good detective because she, yeah, it is. she was so scared. She was like, I will literally not do anything until you arrest him. Wow. Cut to she is now flirting with him and meeting with him in public and wearing a wire. Yeah. Good job, Mankalike. Mm-hmm. So he says... We will make it really safe for you. You know, don't be scared. Um, he says normally he would tell people, like, we'll be looking out for bulges. Like, to see if he has a gun. That's not a, that's not a good phrase. That's not a good <laughs> phrasing a of that. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you think that's funny, too. Oh, and I don't no. feel so four-year-old No, it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah. Um, oh, he did say that when he first proposed the idea she said can you spell anonymous so i thought that was kind of sassy of her like yeah that's a bit i don't know is it too sassy to be a detective it's a lot of sass (laughs) you waited a long time to come forward with this information yeah that's true Uh no it's true but now you have all the cards and she's like i have all the cards here yeah working this They decide to have her reach out to him because she hasn't talked to the guy in a long time. She reaches out through email, kind of flirty, kind Mm -hmm. of like maybe we should – I want to meet up and see what you've been up to kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the detective says, I mean, that's reasonable. People hear from their exes, right? That's a thing that happens. Like he's trying to convince us that it's a good plan. But I thought it was a fine plan. I mean, how else would you do it? I mean, you could set up a fake – meet where they just happen to run into each other i guess that seems harder like, drive around in a car with her following him no it just seems just like a lot of work to try out to read the car yeah there oh, she goes no. what are you it's, doing here it's more like that but that email like that trying to reconnect with someone seems tricky too i mean it i does. guess it depends on how their relationship was i don't know how they ended it kind of yeah yeah um the detective sets her up with a fake job that gives her a perfect place to meet in an airport lounge at the airport. They always portray airport lounges as like the most romantic place for Mm -hmm. rendezvous, but I don't Mm -hmm. get it because you're surrounded by cranky travelers and passengers who smell like feet. So Constantly. Yeah, so I would stay at home. 
I would stay at home and make a romantic meal with every plate. Have you done that, Katie? Oh, I like that segue. (laughs) I I have done that. Oliver has cooked with every plate. Oh, good. And he very much liked it. So what I tend to do is when I go to the 99 cent store and all my local haunts, I'm a classic over shopper for food. So the best thing that I found that every plate did is because it comes in this isolated box, it it takes out all that like meal planning and shopping and prepping and it just sort of takes all the guesswork out of it. So you're just getting the box and what's there are the ingredients that you're going to cook with. It comes with the recipe. You know what you're doing. Yeah. But he said it was super easy. I mean, he was done in less than 30 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Every plate is great because you're not overbuying ingredients. Yeah. Which I tend to do because I'm like, oh, it's 99 cents. But every plate's so cheap that it's perfect. It's a perfect marriage. Do you think the ingredients in every plate are probably better than the 99 cent store ingredients, though? Uh, slightly. So if you check out <laughs> the weekly menus at everyplate.com, there's literally something for every taste bud. So I just went and looked for to see what was coming. And there's like spicy honey chicken, which is something that Oliver's totally going to love. And then there's a creamy mushroom linguine, which I would order at Olive Garden. For like three times the amount yeah, that you're that's paying. Yeah, delicious. With every plate. Our promotion with every plate right now is for six free meals across your first three weeks, free shipping on your first delivery. You go to everyplate.com and enter date, dateline six. That's six free meals, guys. That's incredible. It's nuts. Also, not just the easiness of it, but I feel like also the price is a big deal. Now, you're a Starbucks goer. Yeah. A daily Starbucks goer. You don't have to shame me on the podcast, but yes. I'm not shaming. I'm stating a fact. I spend anywhere from 6 to $9 on Starbucks semi-regularly. Right. But I'm trying to stop. I'm going to stop. So one meal is the same price as your cup of coffee. I think one meal is way less, less than that. Yeah, I'm get, you're getting an entire meal for way less than a Frappuccino that gives me acid reflux. No, that's crazy. And I can't even finish it and it gets all chalky at the bottom. Yeah, you're getting a full meal for that. Yeah, that's incredible. Get meals you'll enjoy and your bank account will love. Delivered right to your door. So that's six free meals across your first three weeks. Free shipping on your first order. Go to everyplate.com and enter date, date line six. The breakdown of this is you get 18 full meals for three thirty three dollars a piece for a two-person plan. Or it's 36 meals for $4.16 a piece for the four-person plan. It's yeah. nuts, guys. It's yeah. the best deal out there. It's worth it. Check it out. Everyplate.com. Yum, yum in my tum. Mm-hmm. So airport lounge. Mm-hmm. I thought this was actually really smart. Just mm-hmm. past the metal detectors. And that was the way that they could make her feel safe. That's pretty much the only way she'd agreed to do it. He would have to walk through these metal detectors so she'd know that he couldn't shoot her. That's smart. Yeah, I thought that was pretty smart. And they fill the lounge with undercover cops and FBI. Mm-hmm. They are chatting. They are reminiscing for an hour. I would have peed my pants. I couldn't. I would have been sweating so badly that he would have asked me, "Are you okay? Why are you sweating so violently?" No, it's just hot in here. It's yeah, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um. So then she finally brings it up. She asks how he feels about it now, and she has to kind of make it clear that it's the killing of Trent that she's talking about, mm-hmm. and. I think she's kind of doing it like I might want to re. This is how I took it. I might want to rekindle things with you, but mm-hmm. only if I feel like you're properly remorseful. Is that kind of? Am I on the right track? I think that's exactly what she was doing. 
Okay. I think, yeah, I think she so had-, he had to prove, you know, cause maybe they could hook up again. Yes. I think that's how she set the whole thing up was like yeah. the promise of like, where are we both now in our life? Right. Type situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Shane gets nervous and he's first says, yeah, I regret it. But then he gets really nervous and he says, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Swear to me that you're not setting me up. Mm-hmm. They always ask that. And like the other person's just going to go, you got me. I'm totally wearing a wire. I wasn't going to, it was secret. But since you asked me directly, I really respect that. So I am going to answer, yes, this whole thing is a setup. So they change the subject again. And then Shane brings it up again. This is why I think he was really trying to hook up with her. Because he was like, to answer your question from before, I do feel really, really bad about it. Like I regret it a ton. And I was angry at him and I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Love that. I shot someone. It was the wrong decision. Yeah. Like I had several options of things I could have done that night. I chose the wrong option. Police arrest Shane and he doesn't admit to anything. He says, I never said anything. And then they're like, let's go to the tape. And you can see on his face when he hears her voice on the tape. He's like, oh, uh-huh. crap. Um, but then he still denies it. Like, he wasn't really talking about that and, you know, BS like that. The police find what they think is the murder weapon at his mom's house and ammo at his dad's house. So they arrest him. His father pays a million dollars in bond money to get him out. Yeah. Yeah. And then the police find out there's a hit on the girl. Her friends were getting calls asking where she was. Uh Uh-huh. He, like, do you not buy that or are you saying... What is oh, awful? no, that's like, that's scary as crap uh-huh. to me that the friends are getting calls. Like, that's so scary. Yeah, see, I was it, before when it first started, I was kind of thinking she was being a drama queen. But no. then I'm like, no, this is a legitimately terrifying situation. Right. And he is the type of guy who would get rid of the one witness. Well, the problem is he has money. Yeah, he so could just he pay has, someone. He has the means to be able to get rid of her yeah, and do it where maybe he wouldn't get caught. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He could pay someone to make it seem like an accident or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So her name is Amy Lloyd. Hmm. And when they bring her into court for the trial. Do you think that's her name? I kind of thought, yes, I do think it's her real name. Okay. Because Dateline later says that she changed it. And then Keith says something really funny. But I'm not even sure if that is her real name to begin with. That's true. It could they could be changing it. So Dateline yes. is covering her face on the show. Yeah. Um and then they the SWAT team is surrounding her. Yeah. And her late 90s hair because that's all yes. you can see. Oh yeah, it is. It's like Michelle Duggar hair kind of and then yep. she's she's being rushed into the court and they're yeah. blurring out her face. She takes the stand and she tells her story about the confession on that date. Mm-hmm. And she says she ignored and forgot about the confession because she was in love with him. Okay. Him? Mm. Eh. I mean, he has money. It's weird because in some things you could go, maybe he's handsome. And then other times they show him and he, it's just absolute No. Right? I he felt like that too. a lot. It's really confusing. There, he's a two-face. Well, he's, he's a two-eyebrow. It's there like his go. eyebrows suddenly get darker and more caterpillary, and it's confusing, and I don't know what's going on. Mm. Shane's lawyer's name. Here's a, 
good name. Yeah. Guthrie True. There we go. I don't know if that's his last name or he's like, I'm a lawyer. I speak the truth. I'm changing my last name to True. And I'm keeping my first name as Guthrie because it's an awesome name. Yeah. But he's a piece of poo. Guthrie Poo. Guthrie Poo. I think because you just know that he's like the best lawyer, Kentucky lawyer that money can buy. Totally. Which and in this case team. means slimiest. Oh my gosh, the team. The team of lawyers in the courtroom. It's yeah. like six it's like OJ. Men. Yeah. It's an unbelievable amount of like defense team. Yeah. Yeah. He has decided that the best defense against his client actually confessing to the murder on tape is to um I don't know how I should say this. Hoochie shame the yeah. woman who recorded the tape. Because I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Katie, but it's been medically proven that women who have sex are not reliable witnesses and are liars. I don't know if you knew that. No, I I did know that. I did. And I remember learning that in um, sex ed class. Yeah. Was that once you do this, once you shame your body before the Lord, you Everything you say is a lie, basically. Everything you say. Yeah, you basically turn into Eve. Yeah. So the defense reads from her private journal diary. Which is awful. It is so invasive. Oh, my God. In front of the whole court. Keith tells us it's very explicit, but for the sake of decency, they'll leave out the more explicit entries. I say, Dateline, for the sake of decency, get this slimy defense team off of my TV. Because they're the ones that are being gross and are offending my sensibilities. Yeah. Because they're literally saying like, oh, and you slept with him. Here it says you made love with him. Like, what does that have to do with anything? I get that it's weird that she did this after he confessed to murder. But they're not even doing it like that. They're doing it just to make her look bad. Like somehow enjoying a romantic relationship with a man makes her a bad person. Yeah, well, I mean, they're going as hard as they can to try to prove that she's disgusting and a despicable person because she chronicles her sexual past with him after she knows that he has done this horrendous crime. Which I agree, again, is weird, which is why she's a problematic witness for me. Yes, it is odd. But I think there's nothing wrong with her writing this in her journal or enjoying a relationship with this man. Except for the fact that he did confess to the murder. Well, I don't know. I don't journal, so I don't. I don't either, but I know a lot of people that do. And I think it's supposed to be very good for you. It is supposed to be very good. Yeah. They even have apps now where you could just jot down things on your phone. And it's like a journal kind of without having to really sit down and journal. Okay. I think that defeats the purpose though, right? Isn't the purpose of journaling to be. Like pen to paper. Forces you to sit down. To sit down and think. I can see that. No, you're right. about your life. Yeah, you're right. I'd rather just ignore things. Yeah, I'd rather just bury. Just yeah. shove everything down. Yeah. Um, don't feel your feelings, guys. It's bad. Bad news. So in Feelings one are of, for losers. <laughs> in one of the journal entries, she said she's going to move in with Shane. Again, yeah. I'm 100% not... against who she's shaming. But moving in with the guy who has confessed to murder... You're not hoochie. That's not a hoochie shame. What you're doing is you're questioning her unbelievably questionable decisions. Right. Why would you do that? 
But but also, we don't know their relationship, and I do have some outside information. There could have been some sort of an emotional abuse situation happening. That's true. We're sort of before the time period where that, like, is out in the open, right? People talking that that is a legitimate form of abuse. I wish they had been able to bring that up on the stand. Because, like, when I rewatched the Amy Fisher, not Amy Fisher, um, Lorena Bobbitt, story in this me too era you relook at her story in the most opposite way as you did isn't that bizarre 90s yeah um you really see how she was traumatized so and then but then there's that other girl from last week where she's moving in with that guy who keeps saying how can i kill my parents how can i kill my parents can you help me kill my parents I'm going to set a fire and burn the house down. And no, people and do stupid in things in love. That's true. But I do think overall that Amy handled her handled herself pretty well on the stand. Agreed. Don't Agreed. you think despite do these flaming bags of poop that the lawyers are throwing at her, she kind Possibly of. Possibly for days. I think she was on the stand for days. Yeah, she did well. They try to like throw like make they try to make little uh, things that oh, are like yeah. when you were trying to set him up and she's like no right. when I was trying to get him to admit it right you know she's she's, she's good she's yeah. pretty good so they find Shane guilty and they give him thirty years hmm. but it's not over yet folks the police- which is crazy because did you think it was over and then I clicked on the time thing and I was like oh my gosh there's eight minutes left you always got to check and I was the time like, something yep. happens. Yep, there's a twist coming. Yep, yep. In eight minutes, Dateline could give us six twists. Exactly, I know. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. That's a long episode chunk left. The police and the FBI give Amy a new identity, which made me so excited because secondary Mm -hmm. to only search parties, for me, is witness protection. It's now when I have to stop the episode and ask you a really serious question. Yeah. Are you Amy Lloyd? I... Can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> I am Kimberly. No last name. I can't like say. Cher. <laughs> yeah. No last Just name. Just Kimberly. Okay. So there is an appeal. This is when it gets crappy. Yeah. And they reverse his decision. That's this bananas. Is get it? Appeal. Oh. B a n a n a s. And. He is released on a second million dollar bail. Gosh darn it. Now, I just learned from Love After Lockup that sometimes you only have to pay 10% and the bailsman, bonds person pays the other. But I don't know if there's bail people willing to pay a million dollars and you pay $100,000. I think they are. I think they're fancy bond bail bondsmen. It's not like the bail bondsman that you drive by. Right, in the bad neighborhood. No. Yeah. It's like, no. It's. Okay. Like you the, go to an office, I see, on yes. like the thirtieth floor in New York in some building, oh, and oh, you like do a the, thing. Like the guy in um, Bianca's case in Utah in Salt Lake in those loft apartments. Correct. That one guy's job was helping people, right? Rich people who were getting that's, sent to like fancy prisons. And that's stuff. what I'm talking about. It's that okay. kind of a bondsman. It's like a loan that's not like a loan shark. I get you. It's like okay. an actual thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh, and by the way, in case you guys were wondering, Shane is rich and white. I know. It is shocking. With eyebrows for days. (laughs) The defense says that the tests on the ammo 
what weren't accurate tests and that since then the FBI had stopped using that test because Mm. it was faulty. And so then you really do have to go back it and reevaluate any case that has used that test. Like that is, I think, common practice. But And that is the only forensic evidence they had. Exactly. Right. But it is really considered the smallest piece of evidence because they do have the confession. Oh, confession. Right. So the court agrees to overturn it. And it's crazy to me that just because the one piece of evidence is bad, you have to throw out the whole case. And you're so. But. Why do you think that happened? Because he's rich and white. But I don't know, because if it were Stephen Avery or. Adnan, I would say, oh, my God, that one test was faulty. Throw out the whole thing. Let him walk. You know, it's like depending on what side you're coming from. But you don't think in Kentucky, a rich white millionaire can have influence over the justice system? I well, no, obviously I do. That's why I pointed out that he was rich and white. That's why I'm I'm saying daddy may have some standard practice to always throw out the whole case and do a whole new retrial if one piece of evidence is bad. It didn't seem that important, I think, was the key, right? But as you pointed out, it was the only actual forensic piece. Yeah. But again, they had the confession. I I think you had a situation where that was enough, and then you had another set of circumstances going on with who he was. Who he was and who his dad was. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What I'm surprised at, quickly, is that his dad would still put up $2 million in bail and do whatever he had to do to get to get Shane freed after Shane had had so many problems with drugs and DUIs and all of this other stuff. If Shane had been upstanding, finished school, and gone on to like work in real estate or do whatever, that would sort of make sense that they would gather and protect like nobody's business. And instead it's like. If he had done really well with his life, you would think maybe they would put all this money in. Now I say, find yourself a man who loves you unconditionally. It's not even unconditionally. I don't even think he likes Shane. I think he just is cares about his reputation and that's why he keeps bailing him out of jail. The dad, the dad. I think it's like a prestige thing. Oh, it's definitely a family thing because there's a whole article that I found at the grandmother, like the grand madame of the family, Ooh. like comes to his defense and is like, we're, we're speaking up. We've been silent till now, but we're speaking up. This is ridiculous. Unreal. So I'm just saying, this okay, is a, whatever so, this family is, whatever, the, whoever the Ragland family is, there's yeah. old Southern money happening, maybe. Uh, yeah. Poor Trent's dad has thought it was done. He thought Shane is like, I can rest now. I have closure. And then it's like, not so fast. He is now released again on bail. But now we have the second trial. Amy is not going to testify. She made a deal, a one-time only testifying thing, and then she would never do it again. Okay. Was it that or was she just being a little bit of a diva here? I don't know. The detective defends Mm. her and says... Once you give someone a new identity, you can't pull them out of it and then bring them back and then do it again. I don't, I don't think that you could get a, the money approved from the state to do that. Is that the, what the you think it is? The expense of putting someone in witness protection. Absolutely. I think that's part of it. I was like, couldn't they just 
sneak her out of her place and then sneakily flown her back. No. And then people at, at her new life would just think she went on vacation. Well, I think that's the beauty of witness protection is they're really, really protected. So that's too, that's too much visibility. Risky. It's yeah. too risky. Yep. Um, or is it because it's like she's already started her new life. We can't pull her out and make her start a brand new life. Is it out of concern for her? It could be that partially, too. I think it's a couple of factors. And I think also she has the right to say no. Yeah, it wasn't her deal. I just feel like I would make it work somehow. I don't know. But I guess I'm imagining myself being really selfless. And in reality, I would be like, uh, no, guys. I'm not no, I think this. you're also really smart because you want to make sure that he stays in prison. Exactly. Although once he's been acquitted and they don't aren't if they say they weren't going to retry him a second time, he would have no reason to kill you. Ben, but he's already killed someone just for revenge, just right. for giggles. So he might do it for you. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. So since they have no evidence the second time around, they make a deal for second degree manslaughter and he agrees Ugh. to it. He admits that he did it. But he gets time served. Wow. Time effing served, which was five years. Wow. And three days of house arrest. Wow. And you know that he bitched to his dad the entire three days. Yeah. Do you not think how complaining he was about his ankle monitor and how bored he was and how sick he was of his mom's cooking and he just wanted to go out and get pizza? Like daddykins, mummykins. <laughs> he is the worst. Now, Trent's dad, bless his heart, says that this whole thing really chapped his ass. Yeah. I concur. My ass was equally chapped. We, yeah, we're both, yeah. Yeah. So the dad decides to sue Shane in civil court, and he is awarded $33 million, but not so fast. He has not seen a penny of it. I think that's just the way that works, right? Well, Shane's daddy can afford $2 million bails for his D-bag son, but not restitution to another dad who now has no son. Right. I can't. That's the worst. I'm feeling that rage, like that rage I felt from that lawyer last week with the shovel and the exhuming yeah. the body. Yeah, with the hoe. Yeah. I have flames on the side of my face. Yep. And no baking powder or water or fire extinguisher shall dampen it. I'm pissed. So then karma hits Shane. <laughs> the universe- karma, who's not a stripper. That sounds like a stripper a named Karma uh, hits, again, no shame. Again, apologies. No we are shame. No, not in any way shaming strippers. But it did sound like you were talking about a person named Karma. Yeah. So the universe can be really good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny. Shane is in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And now he is permanently in a wheelchair. And again, I want to state, I think there's nothing wrong with being in a wheelchair. I am in no way saying that that is, like, someone deserved that to happen. He deserved that to happen. I think we can all agree that it's not the greatest situation if you're in a wheelchair. I just don't want to make it seem like it's a terrible punishment because then people who are in a wheelchair, like I've been terribly punished when I think a lot of them just are perfectly able and are fine the way they are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. 
He's like in sometimes a really, when you hear he's people a, that are deaf, they're like, I wouldn't change it. I love my life and I wouldn't change being deaf. He's in a really bad accident. And sometimes karma comes back. And even Dateline says it. They're like, yeah. no, this yeah. guy. Yeah, who gets so, out of prison this is and the best killed part. a man. Yeah. yeah, this is the best part is he is wheeling into court again. And as Keith says, he drolls this on an unrelated case. Keith is, like, so shading, like, he's back in court again uh-huh. for something totally unrelated to mm-hmm. Trent. He So, knowing Shane, as we do, I'm pretty sure he was in court for driving his wheelchair drunk. That's no, what I would guess. He's not. What is it? It's, like, this insane a protection order that a man is taking out against <gasps> Shane. Ooh. Yeah. Like he's threatening this man, and this man is... No, no, no. It's not against the man. He's taking it out for his kids. (gasps) Yeah, we'll get to it. I got some good info. I got the dirt. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I say that, you know when you say, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, but that is not this. People on Twitter were rejoicing. Yeah. Like like the McRib had just come back. (laughs) They were thrilled that he was in this situation. And then we go to Keith saying, and what about Amy? If that's even her name now. So Well, it's I'm not her name sure now. And I'm pretty sure it's not Keith her name then. Keith doesn't know how um, witness protection works. He does. He's pretty sure that that's Come not on. her name now. But then he asked the attorney, what's Amy doing now in her life? Can you tell me? Keith. Keith. You do do you not know how witness protection? He knows. You are a journalist, man. You he know knows. he can't tell you anything. He knows. He's being silly. He's being silly. Yeah. So Trent's dad started a foundation in Trent's name, which is amazing. And this was so sweet. Trent's friends all like hang out with each other still, and they hang out with the dad, which kind yeah. of makes me want to cry. Remember that one with the lesbian who was killed and her yes. girlfriend and the ex girlfriend play bingo with the mom? Yes. Since I love that. The daughter used to play bingo with the mom. Yes. Oh, my heart. I can't. Absolutely. Uh, um, so that's, that's the end of this dateline. I have lots of B-roll bonanza. Do you have anything you want to add now? Do you want yeah. to add your... I will do my my side my side info. I'm thrilled. So my outside info, real quick. The, the case that he went to court for was... So he's dating a woman now. And that woman was married before. And that woman has children. But I guess there was some sort of incident where he hit the woman and the <gasps> kid. What? Yeah, something horrible happened. And so the dad of the children, the ex-husband, said, absolutely not. And has this, like, binding protective order that he is not allowed near the children. He is not allowed. He is the biggest scumbag. He can spend time with her. And they're still together, by the way. What is wrong with this They got back together. I don't know. They got back together. But the dad said, I'm fine. She can live her life. If she wants to date him, that is her choice. But he is not allowed near my children. And that's that's why he's in court. Okay. The, and the second thing, the accident. He was driving way too fast on wet roads. And he was not wearing a seatbelt. Which just <sighs> makes me crazy. Oh, my God. It's such a douchebag move, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. like littering. Yeah. What? 
Wear your seatbelt. Why do you have... Are you... Why? I don't get I don't it. need a seatbelt. No. I'm What's just... wrong with you? And it's not like driving down your street to park your car without wearing a seatbelt, which you still should do. Mm-hmm. It's like he was actively driving fast and not wearing his seatbelt. And I don't think they tested him for drugs and alcohol because the way they worded it in the article I read was really weird. It was like they were... Um, officers on the scene were pretty sure... Were like sure that he hadn't been under the influence of drugs and alcohol, but that doesn't sound like they tested him. No. And I'm like, oh, so rich kid's going to get away with it uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Again. Yeah. And so that was really upsetting. And then the other third, the most explosive piece of outside information that I have, which might change your opinion about Amy Lloyd, if that is her real name. There was a reward. Oh. Which I didn't even think about. And did she get it? Yeah. So when she came forward, when she like started contacting the lawyer and the police and everything, there was a there was a monetary reward for information leading to the arrest. Well, I've never been that fond of her or the fact that it took her so many years to come forward. Does it make it worse that there was a reward? It makes it worse that there was a reward. But I in no way think she was lying about it. I don't think she was either. Because he admitted it on tape. But that's what the grandmother was like. She did it for the money. But he like, admitted she's lying it on for the tape. Money, but he did admit it on tape. So, Grandma, you can, you can try, but it yeah. doesn't work. But it doesn't look great for her that there was. No. She got money to, for doing it. It doesn't seem as much like it was the goodness. Like she read the article and right, felt for him. The it doesn't, her heart. I bet you that article said there is a reward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, There's a reward for any information. It's $30,000 or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I, know. Okay, I don't so know the amount. Here's the the other piece of um, outside information that I don't think you got. What? That I got from Twitter, which might change your impression of Shane. I doubt it. Okay. Let's try. Okay. So there's a woman on Twitter who was friends with his family. Mm-hmm. Apparently... Shane's brother killed himself a month before the murder. Oh, God. Does that change your opinion? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's awful. It's awful. I mean, like, my boyfriend, Anderson Cooper, wrote a book and his brother committed suicide. It changed. It shaped every decision he ever made. He didn't kill anyone except for me with his blue eyes. But... But I am going to say this. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that the brother killed himself because um, he didn't get into a fraternity. No, of course not. But I hope not. God, what if they're all, no, I'm sure he didn't. But I do think things like that, that kind of trauma affects you in really crazy ways. And the friend mm-hmm. seemed to think it was just stuff that was bottled up. And then when his brother committed suicide, he just exploded and like wanted a lot of people thought it was that motive wasn't really the case. It was like he wanted to kill someone and he picked Shane or Trent because he had like kind of a grudge against him, but he just really wanted to do something like he needed to act out in some way because he was going through this. I mean, again, their family dynamics you do with this still rich have dad. to go to prison, though. Oh, you like, totally 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you yes. still, like, it doesn't... Yes. Uh, I am so sad for him because it is unbelievably tragic. But that doesn't 
No, there not are at no all. Passes, but it right. kind of made like what if the brother was like the favorite? The brother got into fraternities and he was like the loser son that didn't get into the fraternity. But you know what? And there's this oh. whole family dynamic. But oh my god, then why would you want to take someone away from their family? I trust After me, you I know get what it. it feels like. He's I just, not a logical thing. It makes you more like no, it's a good point. Like, I see how much my parents are suffering. They just lost a child. I'm going to find somebody else and make them lose their child. They're going to feel that pain. That's yeah. just. No, it's terror. It's yeah. makes, of course, it makes no sense. But it does kind of explain this sudden snap three years after the event. It does. So something yep. to think about. Um, B-roll. Can I do B-roll? Yeah, go. Okay. I am so. There are these two terribly scratched photos mm-hmm. have did you notice them no okay so this is why you don't spread your photos out on a picnic table when you're looking at them you keep them in frames or albums but also couldn't you have picked other photos when you're on dateline there are have to be other photos of trent playing football where it doesn't look like a crazed ex-girlfriend scratched his face out with a fork you don't know. Don't. The family gives them those photos. Why? You there has know. to be another photo. No, there obviously wasn't, or they would have given it. Don't be unnecessarily harsh on them. They there's one photo anything. where there's a huge scratch through the mom, and it's like in the ring, where like someone appears in a photo all oh, smudged boy. before something bad happens. Well, I don't know what's going on in their life that they don't have other photos. That's true. I'm, no shame. They Maybe were hit by that tragedy. was their favorite photo for some reason, and it had been handled so much because it was their favorite, and Good that's point. why it was so scratched. There you go. I feel like the Dateline team maybe could have cleaned it up a little with Photoshop. Maybe they, maybe they tried. I I would hope they would try. Uh, the photo of the crime scene. There are two guys yes. enclosed. In the yes. Chase. Oh, my God. Okay. That's like, the worst day of your life. Oh, my God. It's like, don't talk to these people. They're on display, like, at a museum or something. It's the saddest. It's sad to me. I was like, that is awful. And you're trapped because well, they still need to talk to you. And you're just sitting on the lawn. You're sitting on the They have no shirts or shoes no. on. No. But then there's a third guy. This third dude is sitting literally right next to them, but mm-hmm. the tape is going between them. Yeah. And he's wearing a shirt and shoes. It's like no shirt, no shoes, get in mm. the crime scene tape. Mm. No problem. But why? I, they just went, like, let those guys come out and be interviewed. They have to tape them up. I was so confused. I've never no, seen that. No, I think they had to stay. I think they had, whatever they were doing, they had to stay, and the other guy didn't or was part of the police team. No, it was a friend of theirs. He's, like, hugging them through the tape. Oh, God. No, so he was already... And he's wearing he, a t-shirt and, so like, he sandals. maybe lived in a different house across the street or something. Gotcha. But, uh, I don't know. It made me really sad to see them inside the tape. I'm like, that is awful. You just lost one of your friends, but you have to be interviewed about it. And you're well, waiting and he, inside the do. crime scene. You always would. But the, yeah, but the it visual does seem weird that they're like, having them. Oh, no. Yeah. Just on the sitting grass. In the, oh, my like, God. Yeah. No, I the saw grass. it. They can't have chairs. No. Nope, <laughs> just, just lay on the no. grass and wait for us to get to you. And also, you're going to be taped off like an animal at the zoo. Do you know what made me really sad, too, is that there's a photograph of that. I would never want to think about that again. And instead, there's like, you have a photographic photo, like a moment 
Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that was a horrible night. Yeah. 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 It also, there were lots of photos of the party from before. And somebody on Twitter said, why would you, I would never want to look at those photos from before. But I could yeah, see maybe going, well, that was when we were all happy. That was before it happened, you know? I don't think I'd want to look at them. I don't know. It's the same thing like whenever someone tries to take a picture at a funeral. We've talked about this. Don't. Oh, my God. Put your camera away. A selfie at a funeral. Yeah. Put your camera away. No, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, there was footage of Shane getting released from jail the second time. And he's w- being interviewed by a throng of reporters. And he's walking by this these trees and this news guy with the camera is walking next to him, and he gets smacked in the face multiple times with the tree branch. Oh my gosh, I totally didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Wow. It's, it's, it's so loud, too. And it's really? like, I hope it didn't scratch his camera lens. Oh my God. He is not, he's just, it's one of those situations where they're all crowded around him, and he just oh my goes, gosh. bam. And then again, bam. Wow, I missed that completely. Yeah. Did we have any quotes that I missed? No, the big one was at the beginning. Keith did say, one by X-rated one. Yes. Which I did like. I thought that was good. Precious moments, obviously. The dad, the friends. Apparently the crime scene tape really bothered you. I thought it was kind of funny. What? The crime scene tape photo. It made me really sad. I know. I, don't I know felt why. really bad. I'm sorry. Odd and awkward. The dad. I just thought the friends at the end. That was really, really sweet to me when they were hanging out. That it was, was my really, really moment. sweet. Can Amy be both my MVP and loser? You can do that because that's kind of, I'm. I'm so conflicted. She's like my new Michelle Babes with coffee. In that, technically, she's a victim here and didn't really do anything to deserve my vitriol, and yet mm-hmm. I do not like her. Why don't you like her, though? Because it took her so long to come forward. Okay. And she was moving in and sleeping with this guy after he had confessed to murder. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of reason. I think she's going to get a lot of that. But Is again, that how a lot I of did people think reacted? she did great on the stand. She did well. I was, I, And I thought she did good in the taping, the wire taping. I sort of wish she'd come back. A second time. I do too, and, and I just out. don't know if that was her decision or not. If she was being difficult, she had made a deal with them ahead of time. She would only do it once. Okay. Brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. Fraternities. I was going to say that, but then I thought they kind of don't have the best reputation anyways. No, it's true. I got to be honest. When they first said, when they started talking about the fraternity, I immediately was like, oh my God, it was hazing. Oh, immediately. Well, that would have been more sad. That would have been the same sad, equally sad. No, it would have been different because then you would have. Yeah. Yeah. What about porches? I feel like less people are going to just sit out on their front porch and it's almost summer. The effects of this crime really are spreading far and wide. No, it's old crime. I know, but it's in the South and it just aired on Dateline. Do people in Kentucky watch Dateline? And then they probably they're not do, gonna but I don't think they care. And drink their mint juleps. Isn't that what you do? Yeah, so maybe ex fraternity members wouldn't sit out on their porch. I could, I guess I could say that. I did have one other thing, sorry, about B roll really quick. Did you notice there was a for rent sign on the house? I did notice that. Why? I thought that was weird. I was like, were they leaving? What's going on? I need the full story, please. What happened? Well, Why? maybe because Why? it was 
like summer and it was before their senior year and they were all finding other houses then. Or were they, had they just moved in and just hadn't taken down the for rent sign no, That seems less likely to me. Mm-hmm. But it is funny that this is obviously a college town and a college house because you would never have like a beer party when right. you were renting your house. Like you have to stage it and make it nice because people are stopping by to look at it and they're just like trashing it. Also, because because we got to see B-roll of Keith actually at the house, it doesn't seem like it's a college house anymore. Did you oh, notice maybe that? maybe they've it remade seemed, that. Yeah, it seems like maybe there's other housing. Maybe. Or maybe like a That's professor true. lives there now instead of rowdy students. That could be it. That definitely could be it. Fashion police. There's well. a photo of the guys in high school in their prom photo, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All with their pants down to their ankles, showing their boxers. And the top half is their tuxes. And I just thought, the 90s were such a the simple 90s. time. It was. You could not do that now. You could not do that You now. could not have that. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, wow, you just couldn't have that. No, that's a can of worms no one wants to open. Just- it would be like streaking. Like, if somebody was to streak now, you'd get arrested and, like, the school would get sued. Yes. But, like, back in the day, like, streaking was, like, the thing through assemblies or or whatever. You know? Yeah. You could not do that now. It would be like, I've been sexually assaulted by your butt. Correct. Yeah. Definitely public indecency is more monitored. Mm -hmm. Alternative theories I did want to say about Shane's brother. I just thought that could be a potential motive, but I think he's the killer. I don't think there's anything else. Do you have any fashion police you wanted to talk about? No, it was all 90s. So there's not, I mean, what do you say in general? No, there wasn't anybody specific that I thought. I was even trying to see her dress when she was homecoming queen. They show him as homecoming king. And I don't remember her name. It was two names, Jenny Lynn, something like that. But I didn't, I never saw, um, I couldn't see her dress. She was wearing like a cape or something. Mm. And I was like, ah, show me the 90s homecoming queen dress. Nah, yeah. Nothing. Better titles. I Mine I are terrible. Mine are not that great either. This was not a strong episode for better titles. And I know it should have been. I know. I tried to get somewhere really hard with Sigma Alpha Epsilon. And I, I couldn't. I might later. I know I always say that, but I couldn't up front. Sorry. I was trying to get somewhere. I wish he had been a spurned lover. And then it could have been blue balls, black balls. Yeah, there you go. But I couldn't get there. No. Let's uh, do one and one. You do one, I'll do one. Okay. Okay. What you got? This one I'm actually think it's not bad. Oh, what? what is it? Chasing Amy. Yeah, there you go. A classic. That's really good. You did good. Classic That's Ben great. Affleck, Kevin Smith movie. Slash. That's great. Because she was on the run. Really good. Thank you. I had the long shot because, first of all, it was a sniper rifle and he was a walk on on the team. So he was uh, like a long shot to make starter on the team. So I had I'm the long I'm kind of surprised they didn't just call this episode a shot in the dark, but they've had that title before. But that's they've literally had it a what couple this was. Times. I'm glad it was the motive. Maybe that's why we don't have better titles because we like the title. I thought the title was fine. It was fine. It was yeah. all about the motive. Yeah. I did think. Lord, give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. But that's kind of my title for many episodes. I think it would have to be the motive, colon, Lord, give me. Lord, give me, give me the, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're that so right. right. I don't implement titles like colons enough in titles. You yeah, because then you can make your lo- yours longer because you yeah. like your long ones. Yeah, I so, do. A colon. That makes sense. I'm going to work it in. Tweets? Are we doing Twitter? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I also had a shameful act. That I really, I even <laughs> though it's a pun, I approve of that. Good. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm a, and I'm I was impressed trying because I couldn't get anywhere. Well, I was trying to do something with like also bad deeds, worse deeds, something like that. And I something like wrote down deeds. would I wrote down would you rather? I don't know why it reminded me of that movie. That's a step. We got to talk about the trailer for us, by the way. Oh, on Sequitur. I'm scared. I that I like a good horror trailer, and that one. I'm scared. I'm scared by the trailer. I'm scared to watch it. I I'm love scared everyone by the posters. that's in it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Why are the bunnies there? If you guys haven't watched the trailer, watch the trailer for us. Why did the these people Jordan look Peele like film. them? What are they? What's why, going why on? Why are there scissors all the time? Be careful. Why does she talk like that? Be careful. <laughs> why, why is Elizabeth Moss all bloody? What do we we got to figure this out. All right, we're going to watch it. We're watching it, but I think maybe I'm going to watch it in the safety of my own home. When I see like that kind of scary on yeah. the huge screen, I can't. It's too like it affects me too much. I got to do small also, screen. It does. Also, um yeah. ever since Scream 2, I'm kind of mm-hmm. scared of going to scary movies at a theater cuz I feel like someone there is going to have a ghost face killer mask on and act out gotcha. the movie in the theater. Okay, so let's do let's watch it together though. Yeah. Because I like watching scary movies with you. So let's wait and let's it, watch it together in a few months. Okay. So on Twitter, this has nothing to do with the episode, but a guy, uh, Josh, wrote, it's actually surprising a to me A guy, Josh? Is his, his name, name is a Josh. guy, Josh? Is that his handle? No. L-Y-F-T-R-S. I don't know how to say it. It would be really funny if it was Lift that was his Twitter handle. RS. A guy, Josh. Yeah. This dude named Josh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually surprising to me how few other Joshes I run into day to day. When I was growing up, they were everywhere. Maybe they all died. And Josh Mankiewicz retweeted it and wrote, because they're weak. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Only He's the like strongest the Josh. person on Only Twitter. Only the strongest Joshes survive. Uh-huh. Because they're That's weak. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Summer of Soap said... Now we're back to the case. We're actually talking about the case now. Right. A woman solves a mystery and then vanishes. Was her name Angela Fletcher? No, I wish. <laughs> I feel like she could have figured this out way faster. Who? Angela Fletcher. Oh. I think no. she's saying Angela Lansbury. She would have, though. And J.B. Fletcher, but I still think she is. She but meant. I get the point. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, honestly, I think. I think that maybe she would have because it is that weird of an episode where the right, motive and she, is so yes. like, yeah, and she's good at that kind of. She is. Case. She'll be like, I think it was all about a frat thing that happened years before. Yeah, that's right. And jammed. the sheriff would be like, derp, that doesn't make sense. Derp. Yep. Yeah. Tammy Renee, our Tammy, said when you are my Tammy. Yeah. Pop Tart Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. What's up? What's up, girl? When you can't figure out what bingo card Gentle Giant is on, not cheating. Just strategizing. Smart. Because in the preview, they said Gentle Giant and Teddy Bear. So if you were smart, yeah, you would go through and pick the one bingo card to start with. Interesting. It's a little tricky, Tammy. I don't know. I support it. Um, Anne said, who is Kentucky's rival? Was it a crazed alumni? 
And you mentioned that. I had not thought of that. In the South, they are crazy for their college sports. It seriously could have been. Yes. That like actually makes total sense to me that that would happen. Did you think it could possibly be that when we started the episode? Were you like... It didn't even occur to me. And I don't know why, because remember there was like a Texas case with the cheerleader mom who actually killed another girl so her daughter could get on the cheerleading team? Like stuff like that does happen. Yes. It's... I don't know why I didn't think about it. Um, Here we go. Dateline producer said, one false lead that Detective Evans followed was that Trent witnessed a drive-by shooting on a trip to New York City involving gangsters. This is a perfect example of why we need two-hour episodes. Because that is fascinating and should have been in there. Did they did they research that? Did yes. the detectives He actually witnessed a drive-by shooting done by gangsters in New York City. And they thought it could have had something to do with that. And they completely left it out of dateline because NBC makes them constricted to one hour. NBC, stop it. Stop it. We needed a two-hour on this. A gangster? It was like a mob hit? Come on. So see, because that made it, you know what, that makes more sense to me now, because honestly, Evans, Detective Evans, seemed on the ball. So the fact that they had nothing for five years seemed unrealistic to me. So that makes much more sense. Thank you. He did have a theory that kind of that I don't know if he just couldn't pan it out or make it work. But a long range like sniper thing kind of seems something like they would do. Although most of the time they gangster, they just put it right to your head. Seem much more like something a hitman would do. I thought it was going to be more a hit situation. Yeah. Um, Natalie Bannon, they just put the crime scene tape up around those distraught guys in the yard without moving them? Yeah. (laughs) You weren't the only one. I know. Um, That's Life said, and at that point, I went to the ladies' room and I climbed out the window. That's the appropriate response if your date tells you he murdered someone. You say, excuse me, this drink is running right through me. And you go to the bathroom and you climb out the window. But see, what's weird is that you would know that now you hold this information that makes you dangerous to him, right? Mm. So this is a delicate situation. Okay, I so am, that, I actually you're, thought you're about so that. smart. You're so smart. What I now think I would do yes. is pretend that I got so drunk that I forgot about it so that he thinks he didn't. I don't know it. But how long would you have to keep that up for? For like several months? Yeah, you'd have to still be in contact with him. Or say you just got in touch with your old boyfriend and you're dating someone else. I don't think, I think they were beyond that level. Yeah, you're right. How would you do it? What would you do? Or would you just go straight to the police and then try to run? What? I don't even know. I, I don't even know. I don't know what I'd do either. And keep in mind, you know he has means and money and all this stuff. I would go straight she- to the police and immediately go into hiding. Yeah, I think so too. And you, this is, there was a show, that show on, I think it was NBC, where they, it might have been Fox, where they had people that were actually on the lam for the show and the cameras would follow them and the police, the FBI were trying to track them down. It was a game show. Like, and if you won was if you lasted and didn't get caught. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah and so yeah, the yeah. smart ones, what they did is they, they stayed with people who were not their close relatives or friends. They went like three circles out on Facebook groups. Right, And exactly. reached out to people who were just, like, acquaintances that the police would never even think to talk to. Yeah. And that was smart. 
Yeah, that's really smart. Who won? These, I think it was these dudes who actually were super smart. They had set up fake things to throw the police off, like gotten them to go in other directions. Yeah. Like they had done some, they set up a fake email address that with them, because the police were hacking into their emails to see Mm -hmm. who they were writing to. They had set up a fake one with clues like we're heading to, you know, Virginia, blah, blah, blah. But that was fake. So the police were totally going in the wrong direction, I think. Mm-hmm. They were so smart about it. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, these two guys were creators of escape rooms for a living. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I was rooting for them because I thought that was really, really smart. Yeah, it is. If anyone can remember what that show is called, please tell me. I don't remember. Jeff, <laughs> the Jeff that I can never pronounce his last name. Yes. He admits murdering someone and she stays with him for another year? Man, I've been doing this dating thing all wrong. Seriously. (laughs) Tammy Renee, I'm just going to assume anyone I haven't seen in years that I happen to run into is wearing a wire. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair assumption. So I hope you've lived your life in a way that you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Riker says, I ask everyone I talk to, is this being recorded because I don't consent as an icebreaker? It's good. I think it's Smart. casual. It's, it's covering your bases. Yeah. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Alicia in Wonderland, I have a newfound love for the term blackballing after this episode. Oh, boy. Tyler says, we'll look for bulges. We'll look <laughs> for bulges. I'm glad other people thought that the was The bulges funny. was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Anne says, Shane's dad should have bought him a fraternity. And that's a point several people Mm. brought up. Like, if he has all this money, couldn't he have bribed his way into the frat? Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Summer of Soap says it's not a trial without some good old-fashioned hoochie shaming. Except she said the real thing. Mm. Miranda, I found your new soulmate. Miranda says, if anyone ever reads my diary looking for clues to some crime, they're just going to find a lot of cat doodles and puns. Yeah, there we go. They're soulmates. Spinster says, I wish I was wishing one of those tree branches would have smacked him in the face. See, other people saw it. Too. Why did it get the cameraman and not Shane? The universe. Yeah. Come on. Hit him in the face. Bumblebeeb, who always says the most random things and I think might sometimes be drinking, <laughs> says this judge unzips his robe a lot. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I what? Like notice. in the court, like zip, 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 yeah. zip. Oh, it must be a nervous habit. Oh, that's funny. I don't now know. I'm going to go back and look for that. I know. I know. Um, I want to know. Sherry said, this douchebag gets to walk. And Kaisler Soze said, yes and no. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Brilliant. Is that my favorite thing? I know. Just um, right. I know. Megan says, what if Amy is my neighbor? I'm not, I actually think one of my neighbors could be Amy because she never talks to me and I'm very friendly. Come on. She's Amy. Tracy Bradshaw said, bet Shane's dad belonged to that frat. And Flutie's girl said, that's a really good point. He'd take a hell of a lot of heat for getting kicked out. Yes, correct. Good point. I thought that really made a lot of sense. Something Frass99 says, you've been kidnapped. The last person you saw on TV is trying to rescue you. Who is it? And Suzette Darling said, host of Dateline. For me, 
it's this guy who is on these Invisalign commercials, but it's not Invisalign. It's like another brand. And they show this commercial during every King of the Hill commercial break. I feel like he's haunting my dreams. And if I was kidnapped, I don't think he would find me. I'm not impressed with him. What is the what's the product? Invisalign, but it's not Invisalign. It's like another brand. And he's talking about how he was going on job interviews and his teeth had shifted after his parents paid all this money for braces. So he has to get these Invisalign type things. But it, okay. for some reason, it's like nails on a chalkboard, but he's on every single commercial break for King of the Hill. And I cringe. And then I think he would not find me if I was kidnapped. Who's the last person that you saw on TV? I'm only watching Veep. That's good. Any one of those people could find you. No. None of those people. Not could Gary, find me. but Gary's the only one I think. Maybe no really? Sue. Sue could find me. Sue would absolutely find you. Okay, Yipaye. I'm gonna say that's how you pronounce it. That really chapped my ass. Is so much better than I'm ticked. <laughs> Call back. It is. it is. And I think that is. Oh no, more said, can we add interviewee repeats interviewer word for word to Dateline Bingo card? Keith, your heart's going 100 miles an hour. Her, 100 miles an hour. But I think, you know, when Dennis does it, it's a three-peat. Dennis would yeah, say it back true. a the- third time. He'd go 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's true. It's super dramatic. Elaine Jane, can you imagine driving through a busy intersection and there's a police reenactment of a murderer using a sniper hiding in the bushes? Everyone is driving by casually as if they all got the memo. Now, that made me think, like, I just got a memo that they're going to be doing construction down the street. You know, they come to your door yes. and they, it would say, like, police reenactment. There will be a sniper between the hours of two and four on right, I know. March 26th. Do not be alarmed. Okay, I think that's all I have for Twitter. Yay. Yay. I thought Twitter was really good tonight. I was really impressed. Yeah, you had a lot. That's a lot of tweets. Yeah, and they were funny. Yes, and they were funny. In the news, I just need to say that huge thing happened in Sandra Melgar's case. The Texas Court of Appeals has accepted Sandra's appeal brief, which is just a big victory, but it's part of a long road ahead. Still. But that's fantastic. But that it's is great news. a huge positive thing that happened. Yes. Woohoo! Yay, I know. So thank you, everybody. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Amanda, I hope you liked your episode. Thank, we love you, Amanda. Consider being an Amanda and joining us on Patreon. You yeah. get private, secret, secret episodes. Secret. An extra one every month. And cutting room floor footage of us talking about 90 Day Fiance or why I don't drink Fanta soda. And Mm -hmm. you're helping us create new content for you. And you're also helping us get to CrimeCon. Yes. So if you decide you want to go to CrimeCon. Yes. Please use our code date dateline 19. It gets you 10% off and it really, really helps us out. Yes. Don't watch alone. Watch with Barry Manilow. Barry, take us out. Bye, everybody. Bye.